up, Pro Fights Be Like listeners? It's your favorite podcast host, Mr. Pro Fights Be Like. And on this episode, y'all will not believe who I have. <laughs> on this episode, we have a candidate for the upcoming election of the 36th General President of Alpha File Fraternity Incorporated, Brother Aaron Crudison Sr. How you doing, brother? I'm doing well, good brother. How you doing? Doing all right. It's good to have you on here. Good. You know. Hey, thank you for having me. For sure, man. Excited to be on. Like you don't understand how elated I am to have you like talk to you right now. Um, I feel like the only time I've like really came in contact with anyone who was like you know like uh, uh, up for election or was actually in the office was probably brother mark Tillman when he came to our area but other than that i've never really had you know that this much of interaction well this is the first time i've had like a real personal interaction with with someone so i'm wow i'm, I'm glad wow. to be able to have this opportunity to sit down and talk to you brother crudison so um you uh wanna where are you from you from Thank the west you. coast right well i'm originally born and raised right, okay. in memphis tennessee spent my yeah, I spent my first 15 years uh, okay. in the South, right. in Memphis. And then where'd you move to? And, my, and so then I migrated to the West, uh, went to high school in Los Angeles, and went to college at Berkeley, where I became an Alpha through Alpha Epsilon chapter, um, uh, UC Berkeley. And what most people don't know is uh, Alpha crossed west of the Mississippi in 1921. At USC and Berkeley was okay. nineteen twenty two. So. At Berkeley, eighty two. Oh man, hey, we are yes, we're, we're gonna definitely have to get into that <laughs> a little bit if you don't mind, you know, crossing in the eighties or whatever, man. But yeah, you uh, you also no, got no some uh, people in your family that are Greek, correct? Uh, indeed. So let's start with as soon as I crossed in the fall eighty three, I met my girlfriend two months later, and she's been my wife for the past thirty one right. years. <laughs> That's what's up, man. <laughs> See, I was calculating. Yeah, I, was I feel it. You got to, years, man. Brother. Uh, so and she First was an fam. AKA, and so we got married, and we have we have uh, yes, indeed, four kids, two boys. Two girls and both my sons, Aaron and Cameron, hey, are alpha up. men. And yeah, my daughter, the oldest daughter, is an AKA. And so, and we have uh, uh, our last child is a junior, should be a senior at Stanford. And, and you know, as soon as that's complete, uh, it's sure. an alpha family, brother. <laughs> hey, man. And I actually got in the reason how we got in contact was because of your oldest daughter, Ashley. So, and you say she's like your, um, yeah, she's pretty much like your uh, campaign junior campaign manager because you know she'd be pushing hard for you, man. Like I was literally just in contact with her about you know getting you set up to make sure we uh, got you on here right. And she's like, yeah, you know, I'll let him know, make sure he good or whatever. I'm like, okay, I see you, campaign manager. Oh, she is just on it. She just making sure her dad is just out there and, sure. and doing all he can do to become thirty six general president. Sure. I, yes, I love indeed. that girl. So. Brother Cruzan, let let's go back to um, eighty three. Why why did you decide to join Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated? Uh, good question. So at, at Berkeley uh, in the fall of eighty three, uh, Berkeley had about thirty three thousand students, uh, about less than three four percent blacks on the campus, 
And so, as, as you know, the history of Alpha, we started at Cornell University as a small start from study club. And, and these brothers who are our jewels wanted to make sure that brothers came mm-hmm. together and bonded to get through a white institution and navigate at a very critical part in our society. And so you take that narrative and you apply to 83 of what we were going through at an all-white institution. Uh, the men that were running the campus and they were in the forefront of everything have to be the same brothers that I was engaged with. And they were with this group called Alpha Phi Alpha, this organization. And I wanted to know more about it. And so since they had all of the ideals and everything that I lined up with, and when I found out Thurgood Marshall and Martin Luther King, and I was like, whoa, I was quite mm-hmm. even more intrigued about learning about this organization. And once I saw the light, my brother, the light I and never it was shining back. bright. Hey, man. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Once that light shine on you, right. you know, it's, 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 it, you might want to head that direction, you know? Yes, sir. It yes, was indeed. a done deal. So I assume um, since you're running for, um, I mean, I, of course, I did my research, but for those who haven't listened, um, I assume that you've like held different positions um, since, you know, crossing in 1983 in the Alpha. You mind running through some of those positions? Uh, sure. Um, in the college uh, years, I was pleased to have been started out corresponding secretary. That's how I learned a whole lot about all the college chapters in the area and the inner workings of the fraternity, uh, became dean of pledges and president. And so I got my my whole formidable years of getting exposed to Alpha mm. develops leaders uh, at an early stage in college life. And from there, I matriculated right into alumni chapter to Gamma Phi Lemma chapter and many years later service there, president for four years. Uh, been area director, uh, been director of conventions for the Western region and ran for vice president of the West, and I became their 27th Western region vice president. Um, and I'm honored to have served this great uh, fraternity, not just only on the board of directors as a vice president, but as an interim uh, general president, or what we call acting general president for eight months. And so a lot of positions and a lot of Now, one position positions. I want to focus on, is uh, the time you were Western Region Vice President from 09 to 2013. Uh, one thing that stood out to me was that you okay. eliminated $45,000 of regional debt, debt and left office with over $100,000 in cash for the next Western Region Vice President. Why? I mean, isn't this the type... Um, okay, maybe I'm getting too biased, but isn't this the type of person we would want for president? <laughs> you know, like, so how, like, what were your strategies behind, um, you know, eliminating that debt and ensuring that your uh, predecessor uh, was set up uh, in the right position so that they can lead as the next region vice president? So thank you, brother. And yes, <laughs> you've done your homework. And let me tell you... <laughs> Um, when when an alpha man look at a issue, we don't look at it as a problem. We look at it as an opportunity. And so for me, it was here, here we had a region, we had some systemic issues, and we owed money. And so I was excited to build a team around and came up with a strategy, not only to pay back the debt of $45,000, 
but to also make sure that you had a solvent region and that you, whatever you find, you leave it better than you found it. And so to be in a position to leave over $100,000 to my predecessor and uh, for him to come in and just take it and fly even further than I did is outstanding. And so you asked, how do, how do we do it? We, we began, there's a book called Good to Great, uh, one of my favorite books uh, by Jim Collins. And it talks about how to go from good Is it a red book? And to do that, you have to have a... I got that book. I it's a red book? <laughs> I got it, though. I got it. Oh, I got it in my inventory. Read it. That's... Definitely. <laughs> you got to read it because what he talks about is placing people in the right seat. Uh, if you're on this bus and you have to be in the right seat to drive mm-hmm. the vision forward. And you see, sometimes we have people who want to do things, but perhaps mm-hmm. that's not their strength. And so we built our process around over the next four years, making sure that we were tapping the brothers' talents and their strengths and building upon that in yeah. positions I put them in. Uh, we leverage corporations to come in and say, hey, here's what we want to do in saving black boys and, and doing this great work in chapters. We were able to offset costs at convention, lower uh, college brothers fees, build leadership academies around trainings. And that type of work will enable us to generate not only a funding base, but this incredible opportunity uh, to build programs within the region. That's what's up. Yeah. I I, I can't wait, man. I, I cannot wait for this election. I feel like this is <laughs> what we've all been waiting for. Like, this is like the time for us to, to elevate. <laughs> you know, this is the time for us to elevate, re-energize, reinvest, and reclaim, which is a, I guess, a slogan for your, your, your campaign. Uh, that that is the slogan for the campaign, and that's what it's all about. I believe when you are intentional about what you're focusing on, you can drive yeah, it to where definitely. it should be. And that's what it's let's all get about. into your vision. So your vision is uh, to elevate and empower our collegiate and alumni membership uh, to strengthen our fraternal framework yes. to save black boys and families of color throughout intentional investments. And yep. three, advocate and achieve yep. economic, political, and social policy change for the communities we serve. Uh, you want to uh, deep dive into each uh, bullet point for your vision um, as far as uh, if you were elected to become the 36th general president of Alpha Alpha as to uh, how you, you would take forward with this vision? Ever wanted to show pride in your organization in a way that will stand out? Well, look no further because Superior Supply, your go-to option for exclusive Greek pair collection, is back and better than ever. Releasing some of our classic premium designs, as well as introducing new limited collections that will surely help you stand out from the crowd. Superior Supply will now also feature unique apparel that will surely be a welcome addition to your pair collection. Whether you're looking to complete an outfit for your next big Greek barbecue, or performance, or you're looking for the perfect gift to give that Greek in your life. Superior Supply is your go-to source for exclusive premium paraphernalia for the everyday Greek. Superior Supply for the everyday Greek. Uh, Absolutely. So, and I'll skip around, because let's just start with black boys. Uh, I I think people are 
probably surprised that a lot of young black boys have never seen black male teachers in their first first through uh-huh. sixth or ninth grade years. And and when you think about that in, in itself, that means that black boys did not really have an opportunity to have this positive black male role model in their formidable years as they're developing to become yeah. a boy to a man. And so we know that uh, young black boys, if they are not reading before third grade, it's hard for them to learn after that mm-hmm. because you have to read to learn. And so when you think about go to high school, go to college, and what we have focused on early on in Alpha, our focus was on just making sure black boys understood it's important to graduate from high school and go to college. But today, your pre-K or kindergarten needs to know 10,000 words. You need to be able to read before third grade in a very fluent way so that you can comprehend and have a larger part of our brother's able to be in a position to be in a pipeline to college. And so in my vision, I'm asking Alpha to uh, modify, I'll go to high school, go to college, to reach young black boys at a much earlier age so that we have a larger pipeline of young men who are able to be in a position to go to college. And even for you not in, in going to college, you can go to vocational or training, but at minimum, you'll be in a position to make those decisions for yourself. And it's not driven by society. Um, Yeah, and and so that's a real paradigm shift. And so you say, well, Brother Cruz, how do we get positive black men? Well, you have Mm -hmm. mentorship. Uh, You begin taking up uh, areas where we partner with our congressmen and say, hey, look, we need to get more black men in lower education in elementary schools. How do you do that? Well, a lot of our college brothers are graduating in debt much greater debt than I did Mm -hmm. back when I graduated. And so why don't we have a system in place where if you uh, invest and support early education for three to five years, that we have a system in place to eradicate Mm. your college debt. Wow. These are are conversations that I want to have with uh, legislators to ensure that black boys have an opportunity to have positive uh-huh. black men in front of them. But it's a win-win situation to make sure that you, if you graduate with a hundred, two or $300,000 in debt, after you divest uh, three to five years, we uh-huh. write it off completely. I like that. So we're talking about thinking outside the box of how we can truly impact young black boys so they have an opportunity uh, to grow beyond uh, what they're Definitely, capable of man. doing. Wow. That's what's up, Fred. Hey, Mike, <laughs> I, I'm about to start uh, <laughs> ranting over and over again how much we, we need this. And I, that's why I wanted to get you on this podcast so that brothers can un- really understand what's going on. Because I feel like whenever elections come around, um, I feel like we've had this conversation too, but like, um, like pro fights or older brothers that they know they favor this person and people just go vote on the limb just because um, this person says so, um, who they res- really respect as a brother and not really their own opinion because they're not doing their own research. So that's why I thought it was important to, you know, kind of get right. you um, on here to, you know, um, kind of discuss these things. So um, with, you know, the strength of the fraternal framework to save black boys, that's definitely, uh, you know, a, a great example, you know. Um, what about the, uh, you know, elevating and empowering our collegiate and alumni membership? I know one of the questions I got 
from one of the brothers. Um, and let me pull it up. He basically was, you know, of course he, um, he just recently graduated probably like, um, I want to say like two or, or three years ago. And his question basically was saying, you know, there are a lot of young brothers who are financially inactive at the graduations and sometimes don't pick it back up until years right. later if they do. Um, so he wants to know what are uh, your thoughts on yep. potentially creating a system that will help alleviate some of the issues that cause young brothers from being financial after right after college, which is um, which what went, then I told him, like, you know, that's a part of his vision, you know. So he's, of course, going to talk about that. So Absolutely. you mind getting into that? Oh, not at all. And, and I remind folks that I got two sons that remind me of that as well uh, as as young alpha man. So. Uh, when I was a alumni president, I realized that we were losing a lot of uh, college brothers because they were not coming from college into the alumni chapter. And we had to recognize that brothers were starting their families. They had debt. They had to start their career. And so what we did, which is a low-hanging fruit, is if no matter where you graduated from, if you graduate your first year, you can come, you can join the alumni chapter without paying dues. That was not a focus of uh, you entering the alumni chapter. And what that does is those brothers came in. We went from an average age of probably 56 years old. Uh, today, I think the president uh, is just as young as in his early 30s. And so you have young brothers coming in. They're building websites. They're doing this incredible work in the community. That more in itself paid for the small dues that we were asking for. So I'm asking brothers to think outside the box, to allow college brothers to just come right into the alumni chapter. And then the second year, it was 5%, 75% the third year. And by the fourth year, they were full yeah. dues-paying members. And it allowed them to have a transition so that finances were yeah. not an issue. Gotcha. I'm, at, I'm asking for that model gotcha. all across the So nation. then... Um, I saw something recently with life membership fees. Um, yep. And, of course, another brother yep. asked, you know, um, about, you know, the age range, 18 to 27 years old, paying that, you know, 10000 for life membership fee. How do you feel about that as far as um, the options that were uh, given and going to be um, instilled or voted upon? So I know that they uh, keep modifying the proposal and I'm waiting for the final proposal that's going to come to the floor uh-huh. at the convention. Look, uh, life membership is life membership. I don't necessarily believe that it should have an age component connected to it. I know that that's one of the floating proposals okay. that they have out there. I, when I pay life membership, it was I am making a commitment to an organization that I believe in whether I was 20 or mm-hmm. if I were 80. And that is what I call giving back yeah. to something I believe in. When you start putting age and brackets around it, it, it kind of yeah. get a little dicey. And, and so, and it kind of get a little confusing because now you're, you're building life membership based on my mm-hmm. life and longevity. And, and I'm simply telling you that, hey, if I, even if I came in this organization at 80, and my investment is something that I love, then I will do that because, not because I'm going to live for 5, 10, uh-huh. 15 more years, but because I am investing in an institution gotcha, that I definitely. truly love. So I don't know how the brother's going to vote 
yeah. uh, in Las Vegas. Uh, but it depends on how you look at Definitely. life membership overall. And I think, uh, that, to be honest, I feel like this is one thing that um, could possibly, you know, deter um, people, younger alphas, from becoming a life member. Um, I've heard feedback from, you know, brothers saying, um, oh, I probably won't even consider life membership until I'm at least, you know, 37 because of, um, because of I have to pay about $10,000 now. Um, and also um, with them saying, you know, the whole debt thing we mentioned earlier, you know, about being in debt and being straight out of college and having to pay the dues and then pay the life membership. So it's it's been a big uproar around, like, you know, uh, bros in between the ages of 18 and 27. So I just kind of wanted to, you know, get your little, get your, you know, opinion on it and see uh, how you felt. And you strike a nail with the head. Like, once you start putting, like, you know, barriers and gaps and things of that nature, that's when it gets, you know, kind of finicky to where it's, it's like, oh, well, I mean, maybe I shouldn't become a, a life member or maybe I should wait till later. I I think it should be, you know, even across the board, um, whether that is 9,500 for all ages or 5,000 for all, I don't, it, I mean, it doesn't, you know, um, matter to me, but I do think that um, I do agree with your point as far as uh, what you said on the uh, life membership fee matter. Yeah, and, and because you begin looking at the nomenclature mm-hmm. of it all, right? Like, well, let me look at my lifespan. Let me look at this. And not that's at not all. what it's about. And so now we're losing the whole value of what is the yeah. premise of life membership. Definitely. So, yeah, so we'll we'll see what happens when they, you know, vote on the floor. Speaking of voting, uh, we had another brother yep. who uh, asked, he wanted to know your thoughts on advancing a voteless people is a hopeless people agenda. Um, and partnering with an uh, anti-gerrymanding organization. Um, he kind of wants to know what was your viewpoint on, you know, that that uh, question. We, we got to wake up our people and, you know, alpha started voteless people, hopeless people, because we realize that if you don't vote, then they create policies that oppresses communities. And so, we push that initiative to make sure that, mm-hmm. first of all, we vote. And I tell everyone growing up in Memphis in the South that I don't care what I'm voting for. People died for me to vote. Yeah. I'm going to vote. Uh, because they kept us away from voting uh, to intentionally do the things yep. that they're doing in our communities. So the first thing I want to make sure that brothers and Alpha are doing is you vote. The second thing is to make sure that you encourage others to vote. And even if you have to help drive them to the polls, there has to be this outpour of uh, uh, understanding that we have to be a mm-hmm. part of this political climate. And voting plays a critical part of it. And so Alpha, our college-trained men, uh, we uh, have to go in and uplift our communities and everything, all of the policies, the things that you're seeing now where – now we're building more private prisons again, and we have all these federal judges that are on the uh, on the bench now that are going to set us back for years. Uh, but and then we have these, like you said, gerrymandering laws where we fought very hard to make sure that mm-hmm. everyone has an equal vote. And to, the, we got to undo a lot of things of this oppressing yeah. of people voting. And Alpha plays a critical voice and a role in making sure that people understand. I agree. And I think, uh, man, like, sheesh, back in, I think, I want to say 08, 
this was when I was in high school, and yep. uh, I told you I was part of Lights Lights of Alpha Male Mentoring Program in my uh, city. I'm from East St. Louis, Illinois, Delta Upsilon Lambda chapter, um, where you know I'm a part of now. Um, we like mm-hmm. that was my first time ever like doing like a a campaign for you know telling people to vote. We didn't necessarily. That's when you know Obama was running things of that nature. Now we didn't you know of course didn't you know tell people who to vote for, but um, you know, I just remember standing on 25th and State Street in East St. Louis at uh, 8 o'clock in the morning till about noon holding a sign saying, you know, honk your horn if you're going to vote. And uh, just being in the community, people seeing the men of Alpha and seeing those letters and seeing that they're out here encouraging individuals to vote, um, I think it plays a big role on society. And it's something that we shall continue to do. And uh, once again, I really agree with uh, what you stated, because we are one of the, I mean, not even just Alpha. I mean, we have our, it's one of our, you know, our programs uh, to voteless people, to hopeless people, but um, we as Greeks as a whole should be, you know, out in our communities ensuring that um, er- that everyone knows their rights behind voting and uh, getting, you know, past the anti-gerrymandering uh, situations and things of that nature, because voter suppression is a real thing. And, um, and I believe in order to um, to halt voter suppression, we need individuals like us to yep. um, ensure that that's not going on. And, and we have to give our folks hope that they can't sit back and say, you're absolutely right. My vote does uh-huh. not matter. That's why we have um, yep. voteless people so hopeless. You cannot say that you didn't vote because yes, every definitely. vote counts. And uh, some elections have definitely proved that for sure. Um, but yeah, man, this has been a good conversation. I can't believe we've been talking this long. I feel like it's only been like ten minutes. <laughs> I I know, and we've we've touched on only like I, one or two aspects of the campaign. I know, so man, it's so much underneath, much underneath it. it. Um, <laughs> I know one thing. Another another brother mentioned to me. He wanted to ask he um because he did some research on you as well. He's a younger brother. He noticed that you cross um okay. before. Uh, 1990, so above ground processes. Um, you want to, I guess, kind of touch on that as far as uh, your journey to Alpha and um, how um, it's different compared to today. And if you think that that above process, I think he said, will like eliminate the nonsense that we have going on today. So, and thank you for that question. And, and let's just talk about the, the different times in America and, and university yeah. campuses and college campuses. Back when I came in, there, there was a whole different approach around uh, pledging and uh, college campus exposure to frat houses and sorority houses uh, that, that is no longer mm-hmm. prevalent today. Um, we have, and so in my, in my era, even when I came into alpha, even above ground, uh, there were some things that I simply didn't understand why we were doing those things. I I was always on the mindset that the process Mm -hmm. needed to make sense. And we were educated men. I'm at one of the top universities in the country. And so I want to make sure that the process made sense. So, um, that was the process then, and I, I normally don't even go into details mm-hmm. because that was then. But today, when we did our IMDP analysis, we queried all of the universities and colleges, and we have that data. And they've informed Alpha that if you were to do an above process 
like even just walking in line, that's hazing. And you cannot do it on their campus. If you were to greet publicly on the campus, they would not allow it. And so the notion of above ground processes, if that were to move forward, most universities and colleges would no longer allow chapters to be on their campus. And we need to get that message out because we have to ask ourselves, well, what is it we really trying to do? Because uh, we have a process that you bring brothers in. We have our ritual. Mm-hmm. We can't go into yeah. that through a broadcast. But, but we have our process. And I'm excited about the brothers who come in both doors. We have a collegiate door mm-hmm. and alumni door. And the work of Alpha starts, as you know, the mm-hmm. moment you become an Alpha. That's yeah. where the work begins. And we have to really figure out what are we really focusing on? Um, not putting down the process in the past, because mm-hmm. that was the past. But remember, Black people have rode in the back mm-hmm. of the bus in the past. But that doesn't mean that they have to continue right. to ride in the back of the bus. You're right. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> you know? And there were things that were done in the past that we no longer do today. And so Alpha has evolved. Uh, Universities have um, a large say on which organization can be on the campus, and they have rules and regulations. And we as an organization have to be very clear about what are we looking for as we bring in men to our organization. Um, And so that's really where I'm at is do you meet the attributes Mm -hmm. of an Alpha man? I feel you. Hey, that's what it is, Fred. I feel it. And this, and so this next question, I found it. I found it funny. I'm gonna read it verbatim. Um, it says, uh, "What's up with AlphaNet? Can we get it updated?" <laughs> uh, I know when I saw that question. Oh my goodness! So, t- tell that brother that it's my understanding that the. Alphanet is being updated oh, as we speak. For real. Um, uh, my, for real this that, time. That is what I'm told. <laughs> I, <laughs> um, I, I would say that I'm pleased to hear that that is the case, but here's what I would have liked. I think whenever you build any networking system, you ask the end user, hey, what would you like mm-hmm. it to do for you? And you query your membership and you get the information that helps you design the system Mm -hmm. that they want. And I think the only flaw I would say in this process is no one asked me. I would assume Mm -hmm. no one asked you and perhaps no one asked a large portion of the membership. So that means that we may get a system that someone thought would meet our membership needs. But to do this right, you got to talk to the end users. Uh, and yes, I want to make sure that it has online ability for us to do training and uh, to network mm-hmm. with brothers across the world. Uh, instead of driving to do online tra- yep. to do training, yes. you can do that stuff yes. online, right? You know, you, you want to be able to uh, look for employment posting mm-hmm. and internships uh, to post jobs themselves online. You, when you go out in the country, yes. you want to be able to let a brother know, hey, I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm in this country. We'd love to hook mm-hmm. up with you. That's the power that I would like to see this network mm-hmm. system have. The difference between good and great is attention to detail. 
Greek Stead Lift has new hooded tanks available, and co-CEO Jay Johnson is inspecting the tanks before sending them out. Take pride in your work and believe in your product. Follow Greek Stead Lift on Instagram at Greeks period that period lift L-I-F-T. You can purchase these hoodies at www.greekstatlift.com. I swear, like, <laughs> everyone, like, our brothers I know, they, like, clown alpha that. They be like, what's up with this dude with this suit on? Is he even an alpha, bro? I'm like, man, I don't know. <laughs> don't ask me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> don't oh. ask me. They, they <laughs> Brothers can be outrageous, as you know, sometimes. Um, they, they can, but but you definitely. want the system to be interactive, right? You want it to be up to date. It should be able to easily navigate. It's all the basic things yeah. that an end user wants. Um, and hopefully that's what we're going to get. So I am hopeful uh, that definitely, that's what we're driving sure. towards. Um, I feel like I'm looking at some other questions. Some other brothers, I'm going to just read up them real quick because I feel like some of them you might have mentioned. If you feel like you want to go deeper into it, feel free. Okay. Um, what is this economic development plan for the fraternity and its membership? So, like, you kind of care say something about that. What's Alpha plan to develop our communities, reclamation and retention ideas? What is this plan to live? What is this plan for the org to live each part of the mission, develop leaders, promote brotherhood and academic excellence, advocacy for our communities, et cetera, et cetera? Um, anything you want to touch more on those points? Yeah, let me just say on the economic development, we are a 501c7. And what that enables us and identifies us in the IRS code is we are membership dues paying organization. That means that we are private, exclusive. We have a process for members to join. Uh, it's different than a 501c3 foundation or 501c4 that our primary uh, focus and membership and revenue is from our membership within. Uh, Two-thirds of that comes from our membership. So if brothers who are financially uh, connected to this house, we will have millions of dollars back. The will is the monarch of this house. (laughs) That's correct. And what we're missing right now is we don't have that connection, that strong connection. And so when I talk about reclamation, it's it's when a brother become a brother and make a commitment. I want that commitment for the rest of their lives. And I know everyone is yeah. not going to stay committed. Um, it's almost like the church. You have tithers mm-hmm. and you have those that don't tithe. But the tithers keep the lights on that church. It keeps the doors open. It keeps the, uh, the mortgage paid. Yeah. That's what that does. And so it's the same with the membership. So two-thirds of that is what... Mm we are missing. The other one third that I want to do is partner with other companies like Google and Amazon and others where I talked about saving young black boys and doing some mentorship and doing some even code trainings uh, because they're trying to diversify their workforce. And we're saying, hey, not only can you hire our college bros who uh, have training in these areas, we can help that not only diversify your workforce, but we're going to train young black boys so that they mm-hmm. can be interested in STEM. Yes. And we want your dollars to go to our chapters to help mm-hmm. them do this work Definitely. across the nation. Um, and that one third is passed through money that goes from the partnership we develop 
to the chapters doing this work in our communities. So I see that I see that two ways. In addition to entrepreneurship, we got brothers doing some extraordinary things with their own businesses. So we want to share that and, and, and put that out there, have it at the conventions, have it on our networking systems. So I think there are things that we can build upon to really shore up our economic Definitely. development area. Oh, man, this is amazing. You see how man, I, I get you, I'm getting excited with you, Fred. Like for real. Like I'm just listening. I'm like, oh man, like <laughs> I oh my goodness. I, yeah. I'm I'm really hoping that all brothers are really in tune with this uh conversation um that we're having here, man. I man, I really appreciate you, Fred. Um you got any uh Oh yeah, no problem. You got any like you. I guess uh not like, I don't want to say last words because your words will continue on, you know. Uh, you got any, uh, I guess, final thoughts you want to uh, put out there before we conclude? Uh, first, I want to thank you again for allowing me to have this opportunity to uh, be on the podcast. <laughs> you know, and so I, I just want to give you your props on even the concept. So that Appreciate is awesome. I would say that you and the others are the future. Uh, that, and when I think about Alpha, uh, we know the shoulders that we have stood on over mm-hmm. the past 100 years. Uh, the work that I am asking for brothers to come and support me on is building an infrastructure for your generation and the mm-hmm. generations afterwards. That we have this incredible brotherhood of college trained men to go out and not only take care of the work we do in-house but to uplift our communities in such a mighty way and i am so proud to be in hey ain't nothing wrong with that that's that's how you that's how you end the end the end the uh end the uh speech man like for real like i mean and you should be you know like You've been putting in work, Frat. You've been putting in work since 1983. Like that—that's a long time yes, to be, you know, committed to an organization. You know, it's some, you know, it's some brothers who are gonna be voting for you that's not even that old. You know, like you got brothers that's gonna be that—that that was born in the year 2000 that's gonna be there voting for you. So, um, as you know, on on behalf of you know most of the bro- the brothers in the fraternity, I mean. Uh, we appreciate the work you've done in Alpha, and uh, we hope, and me especially, I wish nothing but the best for you uh, in this upcoming election. Um, of course, as always, if you need anything from me, I got you, Fred. Like, you got my phone number. You know how to get hey, in contact with you. me. Uh, yes. your, your 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 children has my, you know, my IG and all that other stuff. So, um, for real, I really... Uh, appreciate you. Speaking of IG, you want to uh, go ahead and share like your website, your social media, and things of that nature, so um, people can follow you and donate to the campaign. Yes, sir. And 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 thank you again. I feel the love. I appreciate you so much. And I can't do what I'm doing without my family support. Uh, having a strong black woman by me and having my kids supporting me, and all of the incredible brothers across the nation and internationally who are supporting our campaign. Uh, brothers, I can't do it without you. You can go to crudison4gp.org. 
That's C-R-U-T-I-S-O-N-F-O-R-G-P.org. And you can read all about our campaign. You can click on that dollar sign and make a donation. Uh, We are traveling all over the nation to get our word out. Uh, In fact, I'll be leaving for Mississippi and Tennessee this weekend. I have a fundraiser in Memphis, Tennessee, where I grew up. Uh, We're and I just got back from Harlem, New York. So we're from coast to coast, west, south, east and north. And I am excited to meet every brother, shake hands, exchange greetings, and the cordiality is those exist. Oh, I was like, you about to give me start saying the whole spiel. (laughs) (laughs) Lost much touched by me. Uh, yeah, cordiality. Who abide within? All who abide within. Oh, you about to give me to say the whole? Oh my goodness. That's that's the that's That's the true spirit of the fraternity right there. Oh man. Um. So um. Also, your you on Twitter, Instagram too, as well, right? Yes, I'm on uh, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram. Um, you can find me just putting okay, in Crudus and cool. GP on uh, each, cool. uh, each of those right. sites. Man, this has been one heck of an episode, ladies and gentlemen, especially Brothers of Alpha. Once again, we have Brother Aaron Crudus and Sr. He is a candidate for the upcoming election of the 36th uh, for the 36th general president of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. Um, please vote for this man at our general convention in Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, Brother Crudus, on which day is voting? Is it on the 27th? It's going to be on that Friday on, on the 26th. 26th. So July 26th, yep. Brothers in Alpha. What what number convention were you on again? Nine... Yeah, 95th. 95th. The 95th convention. Make sure y'all go vote for Brother Aaron Crudison Sr. You'll see his name on the ballot. Just remember all the great things he said on this podcast, how he said <laughs> he going to update Alphanet for us. So if y'all want Alphanet updated, make sure y'all vote for this man. <laughs> but no, no, seriously, uh, ladies and gentlemen, brothers in Alpha, um, this is Aaron Crudison Sr., um, he uh, is running for the 36th general president of Alpha Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. We once uh, want to go ahead and thank him once again. Uh, this definitely, Frank. Thank you. This so much. is the end of the Pro Fights Be Like podcast. Y'all know how to get in contact with me at Pro Fights Be Like on all platforms. And if you don't know how to spell Pro Fight, ask your Pro Fight. We out. Mm-hmm.